0: Hi there, I'm Tom Field. I'm Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. Topic today is authentication in healthcare. My pleasure. to be speaking with Tom Scontras, Director, Healthcare Markets with Ubico. Tom, thanks so much for being a part of this discussion today.
1: Oh, hey, Tom, thanks so much for having me, and uh, uh, we're looking forward to the, uh, the talk.
0: Hey, Tom, no question. Cybersecurity and authentication in particular are more important than ever. In light of the growing number of phishing attacks and breaches we're seeing, what do you see as key factors contributing
1: to the growing success of these attacks? Uh, uh, it's a great question, actually, and uh, you know we could look at that at a, um, a number of different levels. Um, but you know, having been here at Ubico for a couple of years and specifically focused on healthcare, and I think this goes broader than just the healthcare industry is. Um, You look at this time, you know, time that we live in with, uh, you know, COVID. And when that hit a couple of years ago, everybody scattered. And, uh, you know, we were already in a a digital world where, um, you know, there was a small seam between our personal lives and our work lives that was in the palm of our hands. And, you know, there was some separation of that when we're all, you know, in cubes at corporate offices, but I think what occurred uh, is sort of we added a couple of dimensions. And so you ha- you already were a digital employee, then we were scattered and you became distributed. And I'm not too sure about yourself, Tom, but you know, I can I can be on a text thread with my boss, one thread going real time, a client, my kids, my wife, and whomever all moving at the same time. So I think for lack of a better term, there's also a great deal of distraction that's occurring. So uh, and so when you look at Uh, all of us living this sort of mobile life and particularly employees, it's really easy to become distracted and we're right targets, you know, for the picking of a well-crafted, you know, fishing exercise. And so uh, I think a big part of it has to do with just in in effect those, what I call the 3Ds, the three-dimensional employee, which is that, you know, digital, distracted and, uh, and, and distributed. It just lends to any one of us being able to be you know, fooled at, the, at any point in time.
0: No, well said. Tom, how does security and ease of use influence the decisions you see healthcare organizations across the board? Could be health tech, healthcare insurance, healthcare providers, but the decisions they make about the level of security they're going to put behind authentication and are there other factors beyond security and ease of use?
1: Well, I think those, well, there, there, is, there, is, there are factors actually beyond that, but I think, he, Tom, you hit it, uh, the nail on the head. I mean, the top two items are, you know, and they're interesting, right? So we see clients all the time who are evaluating, uh, especially in the, in the, you know, the, the environment that we just spoke about is that um, they're looking for the highest degree of security and particularly within healthcare you know whether're on the provider side the payer side you in the pharma side you also have a layer of a great deal of compliance inside of those environments and and so not only do you need to be secure for security reasons protect you know IP but you also have to be secure for certain government and uh, and industry regulatory uh. Uh, requirements. So you know there, there's always that element that <clears throat> that drives it. So on this technology and architecture level, you know, uh, you look at it from that perspective, and you know, um, regardless of what subsegment of healthcare that you're referring to, these global environments um, that that we see all the time, you know, they they've come about over the years from acquisition, for example, on the. Pharma business um, in the on the provider side, hospital side, same thing. You know, you're starting to see you know parent companies that um, are acquiring smaller regional hospitals uh, across the U.S. and uh, etc. And when and when you see that, uh, what comes along with that business challenges are a bunch of heterogeneous systems, right, Tom? So you have these antiquated systems that, for authentication purposes. Or credential purposes are all over the map, so there's no real standard. So, what we're seeing more and more on the technical side of uh, to answer the technical side of that question is, is that these firms, no matter you know which subsegment they're in, they're moving to enhance their environment to become um, as automated as they can and move towards a two standard. So, I think the first and foremost thing that they look at is, okay, what are our authentication protocols in the environment today and where do we ultimately want to go to? So I would say on the technical side, they look at the strategic nature of FIDO2 in their environment that also is going to get them into a sustained passwordless environment or a zero trust environment, however you want to define it. But they recognize that that's going to potentially take them not just one year, two years, maybe three years and beyond. And so they're looking for technology uh, that can meet all the authentication protocols and architecture that are in place today with these legacy systems, but also is going to allow them migrate to a full FIDO2, you know, compliant environment. Okay, so that's a lot. And at the same time, you're still looking for a massive. You know, uh, you can you deal with technologists and users. Uh, you deal with executive end users, you deal with doctors as end users, but they're all end users. And so the most important thing is if you're going to put that much effort and analysis behind a path to FIDO2 and compliance and security, you also have to make sure that you're giving the end user the most frictionless, simple uh, user experience possible. And that may be obvious why, but if, if it's not obvious as to why, is because without it you don't see the adoption that is required so i would say right away right off the top those are the two biggest drivers that we see um, in driving those environments and um, uh, yeah so you know we have found uh, f- you know it's pretty simple to just you know tap and go um, with the yubikey so you know that works for a lot of our customers and uh, because the Yubi- you know the yubikey itself is architected to support multiple you know, uh, authentication uh, protocols, they can, you know, start in one or two or three lanes and ultimately, you know, migrate their way over to one heterogeneous platform. So.
0: It's a final question for you. When you speak to healthcare executives, what do they most commonly state as their goals for implementing authentication? Do they just say, okay, Yuppie is for everyone. <laughs>
1: Um, I think my boss might think that that's what they think, but uh, no, um, uh, you know, uh, CISOs, CIOs uh, in the Fortune 500, the Fortune 100, you know, honestly, whether large enterprises or small startups, I I don't think it matters. Um, You know, they have to understand a combination of uh, the technology, the threat environment, uh, but also the business needs, right? So, a lot of times, what we really find, Tom, is that um, we'll look and work with our clients to find use cases um, that show a good cross section of that user base. So, no, there's not a massive lever that gets pulled, and all of a sudden, you know, all 50,000 employees of company X have YubiKeys in hand. Instead, you know, they like to look at the various use cases and they might prioritize those use cases. An example would be maybe uh, privileged access users. And that's a very interesting transient word or how it's defined at the moment. But, you know, who are the employees, where are the executives, maybe the technologists who have direct access to the, you know, the most valuable IP in the organization. That might be one use case they might start with. Um, Where are there no mobile phones present? Uh, big call centers. Great one, right? So, you know, they might have a form of mobile authentication today that they're trying to migrate away from, um, uh, or they have doctors in facilities where the phones don't work and, you know, and where the MRI devices are or those types of situations. So let's go evaluate um, use cases where a mobile phone just isn't present and it's not possible to use it. Um, uh, and you know there's there's others very much like that. So what they usually we really try to do is try to focus these use cases and then start to see you know um, uh, what type of return or results we get uh, from both implementing in the technology environment, uh, but as well what the end user adoption and what that feedback looks like. So you know, they look at all of those things and um, uh, you know, the way that a lot of these organizations are starting to work these days is they're redistributed, the central security organization. They still have, in many cases, a central global CISO's office, but each unique line of business also has their own CISO, now known as a business CISO or a BISO. And so there's a lot of partnership and handshakes that need to occur within um, that organizational structure. So a lot of times for acquisition of any technology, that BISO really has to be on board with uh, what investment they're gonna make. So where am I going with this is they certainly look at the technology, um, they look at usability, they look at use cases, but more and more we're also seeing is okay, outside of just being secure and minimizing our um, vulnerability to outside attack uh, and being fishing resistant. Okay, that's obviously has a lot of value, but hang on a second. We have 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 employees. Uh, And if today they're running an inefficient, you know, multi-factor authentication process, maybe might use their mobile phone. Uh, It takes, you know, 20 or 30 seconds to get the text. Uh, If you remember how to put the, you know, put the, put the number in, we've all been there. Uh, If it takes uh, how many times a day you do that across all these employees, all of a sudden there's a potential economic gain to the business because your employees are able to work. You've given them a more efficient and effective environment into which to work in. So if you start to associate that to things like, uh, you know, drug manufacturing, where you have certain compliance, uh, white rooms, clean rooms, where you have R and D and engineer efforts being, you know, run in there at a high FTE rate, and so many times uh, per day, those engineers. And those researchers have to literally walk out of the clean room, deglove, glove username and password, wait on the mobile phone, put all that in. If it goes right the first time, reglove, go back into the white room and do the job. If you can minimize that in and out, because you know you have a very simple, easy to use, in this case, a YubiKey, uh, you can start to look at wow, we can have that researcher in the lab working on drug manufacturing. You know, twelve to eighteen percent at a more efficient rate, which means we might be able to compress the time it takes to get a drug in, in and out of manufacturing and out to market. So I know that's a big, broad spectrum, but when you start to look at security, I think you know historically, all of us do it. We want to get into the bits and bytes and look at architecture. And that's very, very, very important. And then usability. But I think we're seeing more and more with the distribution of the Besos, uh, especially into highly regulated organizations. They also want to say, "Hey, you know, uh, economically, where are there efficiencies to gain in this process as well?"
0: Very good, Tom. I appreciate your insight today. Thanks
1: so much. Oh, hey, thanks so much for having us, Tom. Take care.
0: Again, the topic has been authentication in the healthcare sector. You just heard from Tom Scontras, Director, Healthcare Markets with Ubico for Information Security Media Group. I'm Tom Field. Thank you for your time and attention today.